Hello, and welcome to the Dropout Sports Podcast. This is Matthew. And I'm Alex. In today's episode, we will be discussing the end of NFL season news, Super Bowl, trade talks, quarterback destinations, a little bit of the mock draft, and of course, Cincinnati Bengals news. After that, we're going to take a break to listen to a song from our friend, Young Chode, then get into some Cincinnati Reds and NL Central baseball talk. So, let's get into the show. All right, well, we're closing up on a good year of football. And Alex, do you have any thoughts on this past current NFL season, COVID-riddled? But I still think it turned out to be a decent success. You know what? I, I think it was a great season. Um, Super Bowl left me a little bit empty. Um, not the best of, of Super Bowls that I've seen in my sports history. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy we could get the season off. Saw a lot out of our favorite team, the Bengals. Um, I think I – think there's a bright future for what we can hope for out of our ownership, which is not the greatest. Um, but, yeah, definitely some bright spots in the NFL this year, and I'm happy about how this is going to progress. So, yeah. A bright spot for me would be definitely Tom Brady getting his seventh ring, one of the best to ever do it at the quarterback position. And Undoubtedly. I have to agree with you there. Joe Burrow, you just I don't know what it, what it is about him, but he's just, he's just got an it. An X factor. Yeah, you know, there's something about Joe Burrow and really Justin Herbert too. Yeah. Um, the two of them, mm. something that you look at them and you can tell they're going to be they're going to be difference makers in the sport in the upcoming years. And uh, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see where Joe goes with his with his injury on his knee. But yeah, I mean, have. I mean, t- ACL, MCL, complete knee restructuring, and that All reports surgery. so far are saying he's ahead of schedule and should be back for the start of the season. So yeah. That's, that's- optimistic news great to hear um yeah if you're a Bengals fan you're not not used to hearing good news when it comes to injuries about your players um I remember in the 2019 or 2019 draft was it when we drafted the O-lineman he got hurt the first week of summer camp yeah Jonah Jonah Williams Williams. yep also John Ross John Ross also injured um I mean John Ross I think he's got a lot of talent um we'll see where he goes but yeah not not a lot of luck with the with the Bengals drafts in recent years but I think we finally hit on one and that'd be Joe Burrow and definitely I mean I wasn't happy about seeing it but uh they definitely proved me wrong on T Higgins uh he's really shown out and I think for I don't like drafting wide receivers in the second round when they're not proven, but he's definitely proven himself to be worth the pick. What do you got to say? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I did not watch much of T. Higgins in college because last year I kind of focused more on the SEC, ACC kind of okay. schools. I didn't really see much Clemson games just because all the games are kind of blowouts. So up until the championship game, I never got to see T. Higgins even play a game, and I don't even remember what he He didn't stand out to me, and then I noticed the Bengals draft him. I'm like, all right, well, he said he liked A.G. Green as a kid, so I thought that was a cool little yeah. story. I think one thing about T. Higgins that I really liked is his contested catch rate. I mean, the way he goes up and grabs balls, that's that's something. It's funny you say that because he's he's good at high-pointing the football. He's not like a great – I don't think he – because A.J. Green was great at body catching yes. on, off a slant. T. Higgins wants the ball up around his helmet so he can stick his hands out, snag it, and keep running in stride. If you remember the game against Indianapolis Colts, there was – I think it might have been the longest Bengals pass of the season where – um, Joe Burrow had a deep pass to T. Higgins up the right sideline, mm-hmm. and he like catches it like above his head, and then he just like kind of turns his body. Yeah, and keeps going. yeah. yeah I, know I will say about. though, on that run, he looked kind of awkward. Like he looks slow. Like I feel he's obviously pretty fast, but he runs slow. It just looks slow on TV. Do you ever feel that way? 
I mean, I I get what you're talking about, but he, he's got the acceleration where but it counts. He has, I mean, but he has plenty of separation, so it's obviously yeah. he's doing something. His right. footwork's very good. Yeah. Um, another thing I'd like to touch on that Joe Burrow point is um, I've listened, heard a lot about Joe Burrow. I mean, he's got the he's definitely got the arm speed. No one questions that from him. But another thing they they don't point out is plenty of t- quarterbacks have the arm speed. But what I like is his the way he controls his the velocity on his balls because the way he can throw a ball fast if he needs to to zip it right in there but he also knows when to slow a ball down just to get it to the point of contact where only his player can catch it you know that's a great point um to piggyback on because i actually watched a video on nfl network about they were discussing joe burrow probably through the first five or six weeks and they pointed out that he has the arm speed and arm like talent like obviously he's not like justin herbert but he's definitely above average for the nfl and they were saying but he rarely uses his bullet of an arm just because he's more of a polished thrower yeah, you're you're right, and even his even his accuracy on the run. I mean, so many times the pockets collapsed on him. He steps up, runs through the the lineman, gets up to the line of scrimmage, and instead of taking a three yard run, which he he can do, and we've seen him do, he'll see he'll see an open man that from from a guy that's coming up to tackle him. He'll see that open man that dropped off, so he's got a guy in single coverage, and he makes that throw. He's got great vision, great ball velocity, great feet. I mean, there's really nothing I can complain about when it comes to Joe Burrow. So maybe you want to get into the rest of the league now? Start. Yeah. So what do you what, what do you think? Um, so we've got this all quarterback movement. So we basically oh, yeah. we just saw Carson Wentz this past Thursday get traded to Indianapolis, which I thought was a steal for them. Basically, a third round and a possible first round pick, depending on how Carson plays. And I don't know. Like I feel, if I was a Colts fan, I would feel hope, hopeful because Frank Wright was the only coach that ever got the best out of Carson Wentz. Oh, definitely. And he's a great coach. I mean, look what he did with Philip Rivers. We all thought Rivers was washed, and he had a great, pretty decent year. Probably the best he's had in the last five or six years, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with the acquisition of Rivers last year, you kind of thought maybe the Colts aren't going all in this year. I mean, it wasn't the what you wanted to see out of your starting quarterback. You didn't want to see Philip Rivers come to the Colts and be a starter. If you're the Colts, you want to see him go after some high-value target, and I think that's what they did this year. Um, I mean, he's not the best on the market. Clearly, that would go to Deshaun Watson or maybe even Matt Stafford, depending on who you ask. But um, they, they're they definitely going for it this year, and I think that's definitely a Super Bowl team, given Carson Wentz regained some of his confidence and he can show that he can play there. Hold on, hold on. Rewind. Did you just say Matt Stafford is better than Deshaun Watson? I didn't. I didn't say that. I said depending on who close. you ask. Not even close. It's like Sean Watson A plus. Matt Stafford's on a good day, probably a B plus. Uh, I don't know about that one. I mean, he's been on the Lions for his career. I mean, you think about that. I mean, we'll see. You can Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's had DeAndre Hopkins on his team for the majority of his career, and I mean, having a target like that. I know Matt Stafford had Megatron, but he. I mean, in yeah, my Megatron, opinion, he first, made he basically made Megatron. But you see what DeAndre Hopkins is doing now with uh, Kyler Murray, and, I mean, you can see that D-Hops can do it anywhere. I mean, he's oh, yeah. definitely a talent. And I'm sure Calvin Johnson, don't get me wrong, he's great. He's an MVP. I think he's being inducted this year, if I'm yep, not wrong. He just, he just got uh, voted in. Yep. Um, but, I mean, Matt Stafford's been putting up consistent numbers on quite possibly one of the worst offenses in the league, so... I don't know about a B plus on a good day. I'd say they're neck and neck, honestly. All right, well that's a hot take that I cannot agree with. But anyway, moving on, Jared Goff. Let's just say his career is probably over. He's he's in Detroit. You're he's in not the... mobile. Jared Goff's career is over. He's never gonna make another Pro Bowl. You heard it here. I mean, when you 
when you come from the Rams, who I mean, maybe not the most high-powered offense, but, but they what, are, they what McVay's very, done with it is so creative. The and Rams so, are very. The difference is the Rams are a very well-run organization. Yes, Detroit is a dumpster fire. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, we think the Bengals are bad. Detroit's on another level. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, what I—they're kind of calibers of these le- these uh, these teams and these organizations. And I—I I mean, honestly, F tier has to be the Lions. Yeah, Bengals are probably D tier. Maybe the Browns just got out of that F tier. They're probably with, in C tier with now. this year, and they're up to C. But I mean, yeah, uh, that—that's tough for Goff. I mean, but when you look at it, I mean, McVeigh really centered his offense around Goff not being that great. Oh, no. <laughs> Running out of the pocket, yeah. trying to give so much time for Goff to find open guys. I mean, they didn't have the best wide receiver core after they got rid. Of, they got rid of Robert Woods, sent him to the Texans, correct? Mm, or did, I think you're thinking of Brandon Cooks. I'm thinking of Brandon Cooks. I'm sorry, Robert Woods is still on the team. Robert Woods is still there. Those are their two best receivers. Well, yeah, those are two solid guys, and Goff still couldn't make it work. I think Stafford really turns around that team, and ooh. Their defense is something else. Oh, yeah, I look forward to it. They're going to be a very exciting team to watch next year. Oh, Jalen Ramsey is the uh, best cornerback in the league. They got two of the best positions. Two two best positions. Aaron Donald, probably future Hall of Famer. Mike Udon is one of the best defensive tackles of all time. Undoubtedly. And he's only like, how old is he? Like 29, 28? Oh, I think he's 28. He's he's like literally in his prime. (laughs) Have you seen him jump out of a pool? Oh, God. That's insane. Those are some of those. That is not easy. I don't even want to attempt it. Yeah, I don't even think I could get out of of the water, honestly. Um, But yeah, uh, I mean, so people have been saying the Rams aren't a Super Bowl team with that trade, but I. I strongly disagree with them. I mean, anyone's in contention this year. I mean, I'd right. say one team that might have Who, fallen out. Name your name your Super Bowl bubble. Teams you could potentially see winning next year. So, um, aside from the Bengals, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'd say the Rams are definitely in there. The Bucks are in there. The Chiefs are, of course, in there. The Packers, if they make a move, are in there. Um, and then... I feel like I'm forgetting an easy one, but I don't you think. Know. You think the Bills are in there? <sighs> the Bills are fix- there. They need a running game. Yeah, they need they to They need fix a running that. game. Um, Singletary and Zach Moss. I mean, Zach Moss has clearly got a bright future ahead of him, but I don't think Singletary is getting them anywhere. They could use um, a better, some better guards. Definitely. Josh Allen's mobility is really helps him, but he's constantly running out of the pocket. Oh, yeah. I think Josh Allen can definitely get them to a Super Bowl in his career. I just don't know if their running game and their O-line is good enough at the moment. So I'd say those four, probably the four that I'd say are definitely in Super Bowl contention. Um, I'd also like to see who the Saints pick up for as a as a quarterback. If they decide to go with Taysom Hill, no. I don't. I think they're probably going to go with Jameis Winston. I, he I has, still he don't has see a higher ceiling. He does. But who the, who I don't they know. Go with? Their defense is definitely a Super Bowl defense. Mm, I disagree. They're not that good. Okay. Plus, they have a lot of cap issues. They're You're right. They cut a lot of people. You're right. They're, they were like thirty million over the cap. Have you like seen that. how much cap space the Patriots have? They're I'm like not. ten million. They have ten million dollars more to spend than the Bengals, and the Bengals don't spend shit. Like it's because they had all those players opt out last year. Oh yeah, man. yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see where the Patriots go. I don't I know mean, what they're doing about quarterback. Well, well, Belichick is basically the GM there. Yeah, he is. The GM. He is the GM. He has to. And just think about it. He's been the GM for the last what six, seven years. Patriots do not draft well. They don't. When, who's the last good player they've drafted? Probably I couldn't Gronk. tell you. Probably Gronk. Uh, yeah. He's like the only offensive skill player Belichick's like ever hit on. I'd have to agree with you there. Um, but yeah. And, and Belichick wasn't the GM when he drafted. I mean, he might have been in the room when they drafted Brady, but... 
I mean, obviously Brady was more of a surprise than anything. Oh yeah, I mean the way the relationship that deteriorated between Belichick and Brady, I I don't have a doubt that Belichick didn't have much to say with Brady. Oh yeah, um, in that draft, everything I mean, started leaking out from you started hearing in like 2017 about how he wanted how um, Belichick wanted to trade Brady and move Garoppolo mm-hmm. as a starter, and Robert Kraft, the owner, had to step down and say no, this ain't happening. And then they won a Super Bowl, like two more, one more Super Bowls. So let's crazy. let's talk quarterbacks. Um, of the remaining quarterbacks that are discussing trades and free agencies, where do you think, like Garoppolo, Watson? Okay, I will start with Garoppolo. I think Garoppolo will say in San Francisco. I do okay. not think. Think about. It, I mean, as great as everyone is saying Kyle Shanahan is, without Jimmy Garoppolo, he's like seven and twenty. He has not been able to consistently win without Jimmy Garoppolo. The mm-hmm. only problem is is that Jimmy Garoppolo is not reliable. He's been hurt a lot, he's been, and he gets hurt early in the season. Yeah. What that tells you is he's coming out of training camp, and his body cannot sustain a full NFL season. I mean, you have Patrick Mahomes who's getting banged up in week 16, week 15. I mean, his body is sustained. Everyone in the NFL, everyone's hurt by, the, by oh, yeah. set two weeks, you know, week 15, week 16. It's just how it goes. It's just a pain tolerance thing. Obviously, you can't play through ACLs and stuff like that, but like a little minor injuries, bruises, scrapes, that kind of stuff. I mean, Jimmy Grappolo is fragile, and I think I think they want to move off of him, but they don't see any potential upgrades. The only thing I could see them doing would be Kirk Cousins, who's like Ooh. basically the same quarterback, but has <laughs> never missed a start. Yeah, you're right, you're right. What do you think and about they, I think they literally, all the San Francisco wants with that defense is a consistent offense, and that's what Kirk Cousins could give them, but I do not know if they will make the move. That's definitely a potential Super Bowl team, but again, I don't think with a mediocre quarterback they're getting there. Um, they Kirk Cousins, did. <laughs> they did, you're right. Um, but yeah, I mean, staying healthy, yeah, I guess it is, but I don't know. I, I didn't like the 49ers in that Super Bowl, and I think he saw the results. Oh, yeah, yeah he he missed, it was a good... He lost in the game. He makes yeah. a... He makes a the quarterbacks who are great in this game you need make a, that throw and they win that game. A slightly above yeah. average quarterback and they win that game, yep. of course. Um, what about Dak? You think Dak moves? I think Dak has all the leverage right now. You're right. The Cowboys are completely screwed. And I think the Cowboys are going to either franchise tag him and end up paying a crap ton of money to him. Or they're going to just sign him. And he's going to get a boatload of money and they're going to be in cap hell. And they're not going to sign any other players. I mean, exactly. props to Dak. Like, he's played this situation like a boss. Like, he's like, I'm going to go out there and bet on myself. He gets hurt. And then the team's like, oh, we can't win without you. Yeah, you saw where their season went. And then you look at that division, NFC East. Dak is by far the best quarterback in the division by a mile. Yeah, I hear Colin Cowherd always talks about if if you have the worst quarterback in the division, you're not going anywhere. I mean, it's a perfectly valid point. the The Steelers this year probably had the worst quarterback in the division, not counting the Bengals' backups. Um, you look at, I mean, this year with the Cowboys, I don't even know. I mean, that entire league, or that entire, uh, the NFC Central, right? East. East. NFC NFC East. East. Yeah, the entire league didn't have a good quarterback, in my opinion. Um, Right now, is two of the worst quarterback? Um, Is it Sam Darnold? I mean... All right. Well, speaking of, where do you think Sam Darnold? Do you think he'll stay? Do you think Jets are going to keep him or trade him or cut him or what, what do you think is going on there? Um, I really don't know. I because I don't. I wouldn't take a bet on any of the quarterbacks in this draft besides Trevor Lawrence. Of course, I think he's yeah. a sure thing. But Justin Fields, I don't know. I mean, you saw how Dwayne Haskins worked. I mean, he's going to get another shot with the Steelers. But 
Is it going to work? Who knows? Well, Dwayne Haskins was more of a personality issue. He just yeah. was not a driven, motivated person. He had he had the talent. He just didn't that he didn't commit himself to it. There were other factors. There's a lot of guys in the NFL who have the talent. It's just the difference between them and the greats are the little things. What's the BYU guy's name? Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. I mean, I've never seen him play. I, I, so I, really I, I no saw opinion. I saw him play one game. I can't think against like Boise State, and he did do really well. Um, but again, I they mean, lost that game, didn't they? They did. And, but again, NFL talent. I mean, how does it how does it transfer? You can't tell. I mean, Justin Fields did a hell of a job against basically NFL talent uh, against Clemson, and but then a bad you job saw he did. Alabama. You saw he did, did did. But I mean, you you take Clemson's team, compare them to Alabama, and it's friggin' apples and oranges. I mean, that Alabama, Alabama, that Alabama team was great. insane. Yeah. Um, Mac Jones, maybe. I mean. Who's who would you say is two right for you outside of Trevor Lawrence? I mean, who's oh, two? Oh, my! I'll name him right now. So number one, Trevor Lawrence. Number mm-hmm. two, Zach Wilson. Number three, Fields. Number four, I probably gonna go with Lance just because I feel like he has more potential. And then probably Mac Jones. Okay. Mac Jones is literally, I think, Andy Dalton. He's a quarterback who could be decent with a really good supporting cast, but he's not gonna win you games. He's just gonna not lose them. That's a that's a good take. That's a good take. Yeah. I've also heard about a, uh, like a maybe a European league or an Australian league court. I don't I I don't remember where I heard this, I but a guy not thing. playing in college going into the draft this year. I've heard his name tossed around a few times. Couldn't think of it right now, um, but I've also heard him going in because I mean, what are they like? I uh, in the top ten. I've heard possibly six quarterbacks going in the top ten. Um, so let's let's get into the draft. A I bit. if Mac Jones were in the top ten, I'd be blown away. Really? Yes. I do not I just I do not see him as a top ten quarterback. Top ten quarterbacks are the ones you see as transcendent, I think. You're right. You're right. And I think and I've heard a lot of rumors of Mac Jones is the Patriots like him. And I think that would be an utter disaster. Because like we were saying, Mac Jones need players. And then the New England's pa- offense Patriots has do no not one. have him. No. He'd be literally set out there to dry and he would burn. I I'm with you there. Um you think the Dolphins take a quarterback? I do not. I think if they would if they wanted to make their move for Deshaun, they would have made it by now. Yeah, and we, um, we'd be hearing rumors they were going after him. We're not. They we're, got the third pick, right? Yeah. I mean, they also, yeah. I do not think they're going to go after him. But crazier things have happened. I know. He, I know he. Deshaun Watson said he prefers the Jets or, and then Miami. But I, I've heard that the most aggressive team for Deshaun right now is Carolina. I that would be a, that'd be a great. I've heard that they're willing to part. That they'll give them Teddy Bridgewater, Christian McCaffrey. They're wow. they I think eighth pick, and then next year's first for Deshaun. If I was Houston, I might consider that. You you're getting what you're getting is you can use their Carolina's pick to draft a new quarterback. Yep. You got Teddy Bridgewater as a bridge quarterback, and that's what he's great at. You get Christian McCaffrey's a little star power in Houston because they don't have anyone. Yeah, they're and then um, you get look another, at their running back cords, David Johnson and Duke Johnson. Exactly. <laughs> like, I will feel for the Johnson C-Mac twins. going there to that disaster organization. But if it's gonna get if you use him to get Deshaun, I would not hesitate. And I think Christian McCaffrey, I mean, Plus for everything he does for a city, I mean, he's he might be a good filler for JJ JJ Watt leaving. I mean, he's you know, good guy. Anyway, um but yeah, do we think what do you think about the Bengals in the draft, though? You know, I I guess my board would be... It depends on who's left. If we're, we're sitting at five, if um, so Penny Swell is available, take him. If he's not, 
I would probably prefer to take Jamar Chase. But if they're both gone, I would consider a trade back or maybe looking at Kyle Pitts at tight end. Those are the only three players I would consider drafting at number five. Every, everyone else, I think, is... Not a, the Northwestern O-lineman? I think it'd be, I'd rather just trade down, pick someone else up, and then maybe get an O-lineman in the second round. Okay. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, um, I mean, I heard TJ Hushmanzada say, if we're not taking two O-linemen in the first two rounds, I... I don't know what we're doing. Um, I, in my opinion, I don't want to. I don't want a tight end. I don't want a wide receiver. I want someone to protect Joe Burrow. And right now, I mean, looking at Uzama and uh, Sample, Drew Sample, our tight end core is pretty good. Our wide receiver core is all right. We do need to find a replacement for um, AJ Green in the long run, but he doesn't need to fill that first slot immediately. I mean, Tyler Boyd, ha- I mean, for the time that A.J. Green was out, he's he's done a stellar job, and I think T. Higgins is just going to get better. Those are our one and two guys right now. We really need a, just a solid third or maybe some guy that's got a chance to take over the wide receiver core. I wonder if Auden Tate will be able to step into a starting role. He's got some serious talent. He's You're just, right. I feel like he hasn't gotten like a good starting opportunity. He's big. Like You see him every once in a while come with a huge play. I, I would not mind seeing him taking Green's starting spot. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we need to do something with Green. That's that's really what it comes down to. They're just gonna cut him, really. Yeah, that, that would make sense. I mean, but I I love everything AJ Green's done for us. I mean, he was like the what, what the best wide receiver in twenty thirteen. Some of the best. Actually, I don't even know they had to cut him. I'm thinking he might be a free agent. Yeah, I think he is. Uh, yeah, he was franchi- playing on the franchise yeah, tag yeah, this year. He's a free year. agent. Um, so yeah, um, I I just think yeah, I think if we really can't get Sewell, we trade down. That's kind of my cut. I mean, I'm not I'm not against that. If we can't get all. Sewell, I think we trade down. I also If think we it, can in the first round get another pick yeah. in the first round, that'd be great. If not, I think two second rounds and a third or a fourth, we got to get a lot for a first well, round I'm going in the top 5. You're not what you're undermining is the fact that the whole month of March is NFL free agency and the draft isn't until April, mm-hmm. the end of April. So, this whole shifting could change our viewpoints because the Bengals have a lot of cap space. And We're, last year they spent big. Yeah. And people are projecting them to maybe go after to re-sign some of our players and make maybe make a big splash for that New England guard, Joe Thunny. Joe Thunny, yes. Or maybe going after a uh, the Carolina tackle, I forget his name. Couldn't tell you. Honestly. Yeah, I, I, I think it's Russell Okun maybe. <laughs> you know, I, I mean... But I, I mean, I, if we could sh- maybe get like two starters, from, two starters in free agency, if we can like somehow work that out using like, our, I don't know, using finances... I would not be against taking a star, like a future star, like Jamar's fifth overall, or even Sewell. I'm really bulk up that line. Su- oh, Sewell would be. Oh my goodness! I think we, I think we've got a shot in the next two years of making a playoff run if we get Sewell. Another thing that I think is not being talked about is the addition of Frank Pollock as the O-line coach and run game coordinator. Oh, yeah, because our O-line was her, her, yeah. hellacious last year, and I, it wasn't even that largely our players' fault. It was largely our coaches that weren't calling the right plays to protect the, Joe. Within the last, like, ever since Andrew Whitworth left, the offensive line has been bad. Oh, yeah. But within that time, the best year they've had was the year Frank Pollock was here, and it's also happened to be Joe Mixon's best year as a, as a player. I think that would be and another... I know Joe Mixon was really excited about bringing him back. That makes another great point for us going after Joe Thune because Thune, because um, 
he adds a veteran presence on the line, which we really don't have. And a Super Bowl winning presence. Super Bowl winning presence. I mean, that was Andrew Whitworth was the ideal player for us because of the uh, experience he brought to our O-line. And that would really bolster us, I think. If we could get Thinny and Sewell, oh man, we're, we're looking at a pretty solid O-line for a while. Um, but yeah, that would that would definitely be exciting. And um, yeah, what do you what do you got to say? Yeah, I mean, I'm not against any of those moves. I also think we need to make it a priority to re-sign Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson. I mean, I know people are talking about William Jackson III. I'd like to have him back, but I think Carl Lawson is an absolute priority because without him, we have no pass rush. I mean, the dude. If you didn't watch the Bengals game, he doesn't. You might not even heard of him, but. He does not. He doesn't necessarily have a lot of sacks on his stat sheet, but he pressures. Without him, we would have no pressure ever. Like I, I like Sam Hubbard, but he's just not like the dude. You know, he's just an average rotational player. He's not going to be like a a crazy stat leader. He's not, he, you know, he might have an occasional good play, but he's just you know an average rotational player. Yeah, and the good thing about we could our, definitely upgrade over him, and he could be a rotational backup. Either way, the good thing about our defense is it's all young, and I mean. We 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 did have a lot of injuries on the defense last year. Like the signing, we, we signed a DJ corner. Reader. DJ Reader. Oh, he's the nose tackle. He's the nose. I'm thinking of what's the Marquise what's the corner Ale- that we signed that he uh, he didn't play all year. Was it like last year? Alexander Marquez Mackenzie Alexander. Mackenzie Alexander. He was the one who played, but we signed another corner last year who did who got injured. Oh in yeah, training I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. Didn't though. play at all. Um. So I mean, our corners. Oh, and Jesse Bates. I mean, he's oh, he's yeah, an all star talent. I think he's a future all pro. I think he might make the Pro Bowl next year. No doubt. No doubt. Um, he should. Yeah, I think he should our defense definitely team. looking to turn around. And I know our linebacker core is young, but if we get a, either a veteran presence in there or off of off of free agency sign, or we we sign a solid second third round linebacker, we could definitely be looking at a at a Super Bowl defense. I mean, what would be really great is if one of those linebackers just blew up into an absolute star. Yeah. Like, one thing our defense is missing is we need. I feel like we need a bona fide star and everyone kind of rally behind. I think that's Jesse Bates. True, I didn't even consider that. He is kind of a star. Yeah, he he really is. He honestly, he's just gonna keep getting better. He's, he makes so many plays. That's true. I was thinking. Yeah, you're right. He'll probably grow into that role. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could we could do with another star. I mean, look at the Rams. <laughs> true. I mean, two guys playing. Best two well, position defense. Honestly, position Carl player. Lawson could be that. He's only like twenty five, twenty six. He he's just entering his prime. He's never really. I don't. He had an injury injury like two, three years ago. So he's still like, you know, he might still be recovering a little bit. And he just yeah. another year. We resign him. He could explode. You never know. No doubt. Um. So let's say we take a break here. Get a little. Uh... Hello. Hey man, it's DeAndre. Out of the game too damn long. It's time for a comeback. A comeback? That can be arranged. She say I'm too cocky. Iced out like it's hockey. With the way I serve it, you think I cook hibachi? Her man kept it sloppy. I'm hot like some coffee. Go ham on that pussy till it gushy and it's soggy. I might bring up latex. I don't do no rain check. If she say that head good, I might need a brain check. Girl, I get that. Label on my phone line She been over 
I bet he missed me And if he try and talk that shit Then it's gonna get a little risky She say I'm too cocky Iced out like it's hockey With the way I serve it You think I cook kabachi Her man kept it sloppy I'm hot like some coffee Go ham on that pussy till it gushy in it soggy I might bring up latex I don't do no rain check If she say that head good I might need a brain check Girl I get that paycheck Catch your man at pay less I just met your bitch and made a move as if I played Jess I don't trust these bitches cause I know they always up to something First check in my inbox and I told them they should keep it coming She said she can't take it when I'm deep inside that She said she'd be fine without me baby girl I know you bluffing Your man is a head case, put him in a neck brace Always been my go-to, but she just a headache My girl got the best taste, she could go for decades She been in and out my crib, I think I made some headway Got your girl on Snapchat, and she always snap back And if you try and cross me, I gon' have to tap back She say I'm too cocky, iced out like it's hockey With the way I serve it, you think I cook kabachi Her man kept it sloppy, I'm hot like some coffee Go ham on that pussy till it goes Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. We'll rest in and uh, we'll catch you back in just a minute. All right, all right, all right. We're back in the studio. Now going to shift into some some Reds talk, some NL Central baseball talk. Um, Not what we normally like to do here. Um, This is our first episode, but... um, we're going to get into the Reds, what we're looking at for this season. Um, NL Central's stacked, um, unfortunately. Pirates, not going anywhere. Um, Pirate Cardinal- <laughs> the Cardinals, though, is really the problem that we're facing. Um, the Cubs are going into a rebuild from what it seems, but we got the Cardinals to look after in the NL Central, and that's, I think, what we're going to be looking at as our competition for the next couple of years. We're looking pretty solid. Again, haven't made any moves this postseason whatsoever. We signed a shortstop. Haven't heard, barely heard anything from him. He was the backup for the Phillies. But we definitely needed a shortstop to fill in the gap because, in my opinion... Um, well, I'm pretty sure we just signed him as a bench. I'm pretty sure that Kyle Farmer is going to... Kyle Farmer, that's gonna what be the, He's probably going to be with. the starting shortstop. They're going to at least give him the shot. I've heard he was taking... Hitting practice this year with a Pirates coach. I don't know what I that's all that he, about. He kind of changed his stance a little bit, and hopefully it works better. I don't know. Up until, actually, of all time, I've always thought Kyle Farmer was not good. I don't know. I'm not as optimistic about you as the Reds' upcoming season. I personally don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think That's definite possibility. I think after last year and not making any moves, the team is going to regress. I think David Bell is probably going to be fired. I think probably the move. I do not have much hope at all for the Reds, unfortunately. Well, I mean, you see Barry Larkin stepping into the studio this year for the for the Reds broadcasting team. Um, he said that he wasn't going to make a move at the head coach position because he really likes David Bell. He really likes David Bell and what he's done with the team. But is 
Wait, he hasn't done enough, in my opinion. Who's, is Barry Larkin in charge? Barry Larkin stepped into the broadcast booth this year. He's going to be doing games. Well, he like filling have, in for Tom Brenneman. He doesn't have any control over David Bell, though, right? No, he's, he doesn't. But the thing is, he, him stepping on the broadcast, taking more, taking more of a position in the Reds organization. He, what the general idea is, what we wanted to happen with the signing of David Bell in between when we got rid of Dusty and we had the hit the bench Brian coach Price. take over Brian Price. What we when we got rid of Brian Price, I think the general plan was to we most of the fans wanted to see Barry Larkin step in and be the head coach. Barry Larkin kind of denied that, said he didn't want to d- take over the role. Um, and then we got we got David Bell, and David Bell's done a lot for the for the team. I I don't like some of his decision making at times, but you see what the Rays head coach did pulling a guy after what what was it eighty three pulling their Blake Snell after eighty three pitches in a one one run game or they only scored one run. Um, I think David Bell is kind of like him in a way. He he pulls our pitchers out a little bit early, um, which isn't always a bullpen it, isn't any good. Isn't always a bad thing, but when you got the Reds bullpen, you're not looking good. Our pitching coach, however, I really have a lot of faith in. He's done a lot of good stuff. Trevor Bauer raves about him. He said he's the best pitching coach he's ever played under. Um, and I, I really like where the organization is going, whether we make moves or not. I, I don't think we have to make moves this year because we're not going anywhere with the Dodgers team where, where it's at Oh, this yeah, year. speaking of that, I think Dodgers are – Prohibrio favorites, and I think they're going to repeat. I really think the Dodgers, unless they have are major the, injuries, I, they're so stacked it's unbelievable. The, the best, it might be the best NL, team. MLB team, maybe ever, definitely in the century because ever since yeah, since two thousand for sure. Yeah, they that team is good. They were good <laughs> last year, and then they added Trevor Holy Bauer, who crap. just was insane last year with the Reds. I mean, there's always a chance he, you know, his stats might go down a little after a great year last year. But I mean, he's still. I mean, Walker Bueller on the come up, and I don't. And they have who else do they have? They have Price, right? Or is that David Price? Yes, they do have him. Or is that San Diego? No, you're right, David Price. Okay, yeah, I don't know who else they have, but they have a pretty. And then they obviously their lineup Kershaw, is stacked. Yeah, Kersh- Kershaw. God, yeah, I was forgetting Kershaw. Oh, did you not say Kershaw? No, yeah, I, he's probably still. He might still be the ace. Uh, yeah, but I'm sad to see Trevor Bauer go. I mean, he he did a lot for this organization, um, but. In the end, he was. I don't think he's worth the money even the Dodgers gave him. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, he's. I. I doubt he gets to where he was this year. Um, that was just some of the best pitching that you've seen. And I mean, saying that he wants to go four games, I don't know if they obliged that in his contract because what he said is with the team he wanted to go to, he wanted to pitch every four games. I don't know if the Dodgers are going to get that to him with the rotation that they have because their rotation's pretty stacked. But um, he could definitely go f- four games. He's definitely that kind of talented pitcher. But will he ever get to the talent that he got to last year? That's my question. I don't think he's worth that Cy Young money. Um, well, there's a lot of things that can happen season to season. I mean, like even like the difference between like a new pitching coach can make all the difference. Like um, you were saying earlier, and it's just you know, it's just you can have he can have injuries. It's just there's so many what ifs. When it comes to sports, that you really don't know until they strap on their cleats and start playing. Now, speaking of uh, transactions or baseball, what do you think of that uh, them signing that San Diego kid, Fernando Tatis? Oh, Tatis, mega yeah, contract? the mega contract. I mean, at this point, I mean, with the California taxes, you gotta you gotta sign a guy like that yeah. to that kind of contract because he's basically getting thirty percent. You know, I was actually looking hands. into it, and 
it's not as bad as it looks. Like, honestly, it's so much better than, like, the Albert Pujols, Joey Votto, because he's 22. So he's basically, it's 13 years, I believe. So it's mm-hmm. going to be straight through his prime. 35 when he's out of it. Yeah. So he's probably going to be, you know. Or 40, he'll be 36 because he already had, he still had one year on his contract. Okay. He signed a 14 or 13 year extension. So he's got 14 years to still play under the Padres. Well, the thing about it is since it's more years ever, and it's not the most money ever, but it's the most years. So what it does is it kind of, I think it's down to like, it's going to average like around 24 million a season, which is actually pretty doable for a Definitely star Definitely variable for the Padres. Like if you're paying like 35 million a year for a player, that just ruins you. And it's good to see a team like the Padres who haven't been relevant within years. They've been I mean, trying. Make, They've make, been trying. Make a push for something like that. And you'd, you'd love to see the Reds do something yeah, like I mean, that. Yeah, they acquired Snell and they, too. They tried. Yeah, Snell. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, the Reds are getting there. They definitely went all in this year. Um, but you you got to be careful with the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Padres this year. Just an absolutely stacked MLB league this year. Holy I mean, the Yankees crap. got decimated by injuries last year. You're right. I mean, right. if they can stay healthy, they definitely can contend. But I really don't think anyone can beat the Dodgers in a four-game world in a four-game se- or seven-game series. Well, you know, that I pitching think, and that hitting. I think really last year the the silver bullet for our team was we didn't play a whole season. I mean, true. Joey Votto, for how much I love the Joey Votto and how much the city of Cincinnati maybe has a love hate relationship for Joey Votto, he's always his best when after half after the second half of the season. And I mean, he he's what do you, what do you say? He says his his swing is like a Lamborghini. What is it? What, he just what needs to touch up on. I, I have mean, no idea what he's talking. He's basically he's basically he, he describes his uh, swing like a like a sports car. He's just got to get it in tune. Um, and basically, what we got to do is Joey get in get in the season a little bit earlier. Start start getting that thing in tune. Let's get your bat hot before the middle of the season. And um, with last year's shortened season, you you didn't see that much out of Joey. And the off season was or the postseason was absolutely depressing for how little offense we had because I thought we had such a shot with our pitching. But in the end, our offense screwed us. Yeah, it was a, uh interesting season. And ultimately, that those playoff games where we like didn't score a run were the hardest things to watch. That was just unbearable. We were getting carried by pitching. It was just pathetic, to be honest. Yeah, it was some of the saddest baseball I've ever watched. Um, but this year... <sighs> I mean, we're not going to take the Central, in my opinion. We were the early favorites to take the Central, but then the Cardinals ended up signing uh, Nolan Arenado from the from the Colorado Rockies, and at this point, we're we're not looking too good. Um, the Cardinals are are here to stay. Um, they've always been relevant in the NL Central with whatever team they have. I guess that's good coaching, good organization, um, but. Yeah, don't think we're going to have a chance at taking the Central this year with that acquisition. We'll see where they want to go. I, I, What do you got to say about that? I mean, ultimately, I just, we'll just see what happens. I mean, the season, uh, don't the catchers and pitchers report somewhat soon? Are they already reported? They're already reported. Catcher, pitchers, pitchers and catchers are already there. What I'd like to see is, I'm, what's Tyler Stephenson and there's... Tyler Stevenson. Is he our catcher, or is he was he the pitcher? He was the the catcher. Okay, Tyler Stevenson, whatever our catcher's name is, that's not Tucker Barnhart. I need to see him really get some progress, get some mentoring in from Tucker Barnhart. For how much we like Tucker Barnhart, he's great, but his offense is not there. Oh, it's um, terrible. Yeah, and you saw like 
Tyler Stevenson only played like four games, but he got what like three home runs. Yeah, that was whatever mean, it was, that was a he he was sign, optimism. he was a shock. He was a shock at the plate, and that's really what we need. And you hate to see the defense come away from Tucker, but you'd also we really what we're lacking in is offense, and that's that's going to be what is the catalyst for a for a successful team in the upcoming years. Yeah, I, I agree with all your points. And uh, do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, no doubt. Um, so yeah, that's that's about all we got for for this episode of the podcast. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed, and stay tuned for more. Stay tuned. Yes. Adios.